ready for the best, the clamps cast You know we better than the rest, the clamps cast Swish, every time we shoot we score Love the ball, love the ball, I know you want more Hi guys, and welcome to the latest episode of the Clamps Cast. I'm Hull, alongside me is the great Haz. How are you, big man? All the better for hearing your lovely voice, Hull. How are you going, baby? Oh, stop it, you. Yeah, I'm great, mate. This <laughs> is this is going to be an absolute ripper of an episode. We've the got Olympics complete, extravaganza. Complete recap of the greatness that was the Olympics. Oh, wasn't no, it good? Some, wasn't it good? We've, we've got some great takes for you. Um, Hot takes. Absolute hot takes. We'll uh, we'll start with the All Star Five and a few other rule changes that we think could happen. Go into each group and how we thought each nation did as a spectacle, and you know if they under or overachieved. And then we'll end with the uh, the latest episode of the Cool Wall. And I think you'll be in for a surprise when you see what happens. Stay tuned. Gee, controversial. Let's get into the show. All right. So we're going to chat some Olympics. First up, Hull, did you enjoy the Olympics? Oh, I think everyone enjoyed it. I think it was a good spectacle for all basketball fans. I think we've, I don't think we've seen a more sort of level Olympics before. Mm, yeah, 100% agree with that. And I think that's one thing that I take away going forward, even to the next Olympics, um, how close it's going to be and the, the, the ever-closing gap between the USA and the rest of the world. Yeah, I mean, it's just so different. Looking back at those, you know, you see all the highlights of the 92 Dream Team and everything, and it's just, it's a different game now it's d- it's in, disgusting. in terms of the world. It's yeah. true. It's, it's disgusting. I like it. <laughs> it's unsportsmanlike. <laughs> all right. Uh, looking forward to the 2023 World Cup, 2024, you know, Summer Olympics in Paris. Anything jumping at you about those tournaments or? Um, well, the one thing, yeah, well, it's depend. It all depends on the team USA puts forward, doesn't it? That's always the generator of the start of all these conversations. Because you mm, never, yeah, yeah. That's still probably the only negative about Team USA is you don't really know who's going to play and who's not. Whereas, like teams like Australia, you know, Slovenia, France, you you really know who the main ones are going to be, and they're all going to be the same people. All got the chemistry there, which obviously is the one advantage they have over USA's talent. Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see nonetheless. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I mean, as you said, just whoever the US bring is is really going to dictate what those tournaments look like. Yeah, um, but it's, it's still ones. definitely them, but them and then the rest. Yeah, as yeah. illustrated by the world rankings. So we've got USA, Spain, Australia, Slovenia, France, Serbia, Argentina, Italy, Lithuania, and Greece to round out the top ten. Any surprises there for you, bro? This pissed me off. <laughs> Just for once, can we be better than Spain? <laughs> Two straight times we played Spain in a key game. We've been stitched up by the refs. I just want to be on top of Spain for one goddamn second, and we just yeah. can't do it. I, I was I was surprised Spain kept their ranking. Um, and I think that's reflective of what their team currently is, as I think we'll get into a bit later. Yeah, but I think it's also not really accurate compared to where they're going to be come the next World Cup. Or who, who would be your top three in order? I think the, the top four, I firmly believe, were... No, no, three. Final. Top three. Yeah, but I just wanted to put this out there now, mate. The, the final four in the Olympics would be my top four, I believe. Um, yeah, I, I agree. think USA then equal second, probably... I don't want to be biased to Australia, man, but I think probably us or France... 
second or third. I couldn't. It's it's hard to separate us. I, I'd go US, France, Australia, Slovenia. Yeah. yeah. Particularly with the 2024 Olympics being in Paris, I'm really excited to see what that French team does because I think they're awesome. They were probably my favourite team to watch. Yeah, I know you year. rated them highly. Yeah, I, I thought they were going to win it and they got seriously close. So, mm. that was positive. Is it a so close yet so far or was it a genuinely they were close? <sighs> we'll get into this a bit later, the US team, but... I really think if you were going to beat the US to a gold medal, this was the year you could have done it. Yep. Um, so, I think they'll be kicking themselves that they didn't do it. Like, we'll see what the 2024 US squad looks like, but they yeah, definitely absolutely. blew a chance. But it was a good tournament from them. Can you really complain? No. Um, that was all right. Any thoughts on FIBA rules versus NBA rules? Like, did you enjoy watching it a bit more? Anything get, you'd like to see brought across? Get the unsportsmanlike in the NBA. Do it oh, now. my God. I mean, it if is, anyone is in disagreement to that role, you've got no idea what you're talking because about. Because the NBA Finals was the perfect example. You know, whenever Giannis or the Bucks were just going out, they were just hard foul. Thing. And it was vice versa as well. Like, both teams would half foul each other on the fast break. It was just didn't really make the spectacle you would want to see. Like, there were so many highlight dunks, alley-oops, just plays that bring people to the game that were just sort of taken out of it. Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's just a great role when there's a foul that's unsportsmanlike, you weren't going for the ball. Like, no, no, like, that's shots. Yeah. No, I, I think I think completely the unsportsmanlike, just for the spectacle of the game, bring that in. Um, yeah, I, I fully agree with you. It's just a good rule. It just makes yeah. basketball better to watch, which Absolutely. You know, at the end of the day, we're, we're watching it as a spectator. It's was, just there, um, was there anything else that came to mind for you when you were thinking of the rules? Oh, I mean, the big thing that's always interesting about FIBA basketball is, you know, the rules surrounding the cylinder. And, like, yep. how you're able to flick the rebound out as long as it's bounced. Um, I don't know how I feel about it. I feel like it makes having a big seven-footer so much more important than the NBA. Yeah. Because being up and around the ring is just, I mean, it's clearly just a bigger factor. Yeah. Um, would I like to see it in the NBA? Probably not. But it's definitely something that I always find interesting when I flick it on. Yeah. Another thing that I find very interesting is the, the lack of defensive throw in the key. And how it really does expose some teams, some players' offense, but it also enhances other players. Um, it's a really, it's an interesting one to watch going down the track because um, you can see the differences in teams playing zone, and well, there's more shooters open because teams are playing zone. So it's, it's. We'll talk about it later when Australia had the zone against USA, but it's just one to keep your eye on as well. Yeah, I think you know we're both. Uh, enjoyers of defense and watching good defense. And I think, you know, that FIBA rules, particularly when it comes to, you know, the hand checking that's allowed and a little bit more contact, particularly that, that three in the key rule. Um, I think, I think you do get a little bit better defense as a viewer. Um, I don't think it affects the scoring too negatively either. I thought there was a nice balance. Yeah, I agree. Um, so, you know, going forward, I think, you know, with the NBA being called a bit soft and things, I think. Maybe they should be looking at the FIBA rules for a bit of inspiration, but I, I just love the tournament. The basketball was awesome. I'm a big fan of yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. What did you think about the Tokyo 2020 All-Star 5? I I don't know. I think I'm pretty – I'm content at saying those five all deserve their spot. I think absolutely Sp- Spanish Ricky Rubio, you know, that's the gag, even though – I have a hatred towards Rubio because he always hit weird shots to beat OKC. Um, <laughs> Paddy Mills, he's obviously deserved. 
Um, Luca also literally put his country on his back. KD, that was one of the all-time great tournaments. Oh yeah, by for a sure. Player. Absolutely, you know, almost yeah. averaging a triple double, getting the forty-eight points against Argentina. I mean, it was the first Olympic triple double since twenty twelve, and the third all-time. That's amazing. It's, it's just hard to think that he's only going to get better. It really is. Um, it's it's if you're not a Mavericks fan, it is frightening. Yeah, I'm worried. <laughs> yeah, and I say yeah. that in a worrying tone. Um, <laughs> you did sound worried. Yeah, there, so I'm that's definitely good. worried. Um, the other two, Kevin Durant. Yeah, I mean, he was the go-to guy for US. I think there's there's no debates there. And Do you Rudy think he'll Go- play at twenty twenty four? It'll be it'll be interesting. I reckon. I reckon he'll still be in the NBA. I reckon he might take the, Le- the LeBron approach of looking after his body, but we'll we'll have to wait and see about that. Four um, Olympic golds though is is a you know pretty special club if he can oh, get yeah. there. I mean that that's, that's assuming they win. Um, yeah, absolutely. He's like I think. Did he pass Melo as their best ever scorer? I think he did. So um, I think that's, so. I mean, he's thing. just he's just insane. You know, twenty yeah. points a game, got twenty nine in the final. Just just an awesome effort. Yeah. The only player in the five which I think I could have replaced, and this is like I could have. I'm not necessarily advocating for it, but I thought Mike Toby was unbelievably good. Yep. You know, getting fourteen points a game. Ten and a half rebounds, which was first out of everyone. I, I just thought he was immense. It was, you know, a nice second fiddle to Luca. Yeah, well, he's definitely one to be mentioned there. And obviously, the last player is Rudy Gobert, who um was definitely helpful for that French team. Was definitely the defensive anchor, as you'd like to say. The clamps cast here, just getting. We it love done. defense. We love we defense. Defense wins championships. It certainly does. Not Olympic golds, though. Unfortunately, yeah, correct. That's if only. If only. Yeah, I mean, Rudy. So much of what Rudy does is is not reflected in individual stat lines. It's it's just being that enforcer and, and the team defense he allows France to run. It's um, not. It's not awesome. about the blocked shots. It's about the altered shots. And I think that's the one thing Rudy Gobert does best is when you're driving in, you're, you're always conscious if he's on the floor or not because you know your shot's going to be put in, in row three if you're not careful. Exactly, and you know, the one thing with Rudy that always frustrates me, and, and I'm sure it frustrates you too, but only shooting 54% from the free throw line at the Olympics. Like, I, I hate yeah. big men who can't shoot free throws properly. It just I mean, annoys it, me. It's, it's, you, could, you could make the argument that it, it's the reason Utah have been taking that next step. Oh, it's and, such a huge reason because you just can't keep him on the floor in those no, last five minutes. Yes, you, you have to get him out. Yeah, and and so. that last five minutes, that's, you know, that's where you make your millions. It's where you win your championships. So Yeah. I'd love to see him take that next step. Ricky He's Rubio mad. was probably the most impressive player outside of Luca to me, though. I, I thought he was just immense. I know you're not yeah. a huge fan, but... Well, I mean, it's not that I'm not a huge... I, I, I like how good he is, but I just don't like him to play as the NBA. Um, <laughs> 38 points against the US, <laughs> average 25 and a half and six assists. This is a stat I couldn't believe. He had only one previous 20-point game for the senior national team for Spain before this Olympics. Unreal. I mean, what I, a tournament for that guy. It was yeah. insane. He, he deserved it. He, yeah. um, you can tell he's... I just remember him first coming into the league and he was just a pass-first, flashy passer guy that would give you five assists in the first four minutes of a game and seeing him evolve to a genuine 25 and 6 player. It's good to see. And he genuinely couldn't shoot when he came into the oh, league. Oh, absolutely either. not. That's why the noise he's come when he so hits, far. When he hits game winners against OKC from three, but we ignore that. Um, 
That's very fair. That's very Reading fair. All that. So yeah, I'm I'm content with this with this All Star Five. Yeah, I thought it was fair. And a huge shout out to Paddy Mills for that tournament. You know, yeah. as Australians ourselves, it was just one of the the great performances. In that 42 points and nine assists against Slovenia in the bronze medal game. He, he was just awesome. That was yeah, genuine national icon he's become. Yeah, and I was I'm fortunate enough to actually see him train at my school uh, with the Boomers team and got to have a little chat to him afterwards. Just um. It was in a bit of a rush, but he made he saw me last. He said he made sure he waited for me to get a photo with him, had a little chat, wished him all the best, and um, that's awesome. No, he's a great guy. Yeah, he's fantastic, fantastic guy. Yeah, that's what you love, you know. Good guys doing well. Yeah, absolutely. Any other thoughts on the All Star Five, or should we jump straight into Group A? I reckon we just jump straight into Group A. Let's get into it. Beautiful. Let's do that. We'll be back in one moment. So, Group A. Group A, we know it consisted of France, USA, Czech, and Iran. I think this was a pretty self-explanatory top two in this group, wasn't it? Were you surprised at the order they were in? I mean, you've got to say yes because US wasn't first. But um, Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm not surprised at the two that came out, though, which we're obviously going to go in depth in a bit. But I just want to make mention of Iran. I, I thought uh, Iran were your tournament smokies. Absolutely not. My tournament smokies are actually the Czech Republic. Um, who, really? Well, yeah, because you think they knocked out Canada, remember? So you, you actually had – they had expectations after that. It was like this team, you know, they're on a roll. Knocking out Canada is no easy feat. You know, they've got some good players. And yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You would have thought maybe keep the ball rolling could have caused an upset taking out either France or USA. You know, when, when, France, when USA lost to France, people were scared. You know, USA – might not actually make the next stage, but nah, they did easily. But Czech, if, if there was if there was any team, I think in the groups that could have caused an upset, I think Czech Republic. Also, Nigeria is up there, but I think Czech Republic were the one that I was looking at closely, especially after knocking out yeah. Canada. Oh, that's definitely a fair shout. I mean, in this group, really, Iran were were just not at the races. They got absolutely smoked. Yeah, Iran. Um, even big Hamad Hadidi. You know, getting 16 points a game at, at 36 years old, the, the Sichuan Blue Whale's finest. He couldn't keep it. Iran was just here for the memories, mate. Yeah, no, no dice for them. Czech Republic, as you said, bit of expectation. While they did have the expectation, I don't think I would have ever felt comfortable putting any money on them to do yeah. anything. I, I also don't. I just, I just don't love the team. I don't feel like they underachieved either, though, by any means. Like, they won the game they were meant to win. Um, yeah. They. they did pretty well against the other two as well. And your man did all right in their team. My my former man, I'm, I'm now a Lonzo Ball stan, so there we go. But, yeah, Tomas Sadaransky, you know, I think he's going to be interesting on that Pelicans team. Yeah, it'll be, it's, it's one yeah, to watch. Absolutely. And he was second in assists for the Olympics, getting eight, 8.7 a game. This is a controversial take, but, you know, I could really easily see him starting a lot of games for the Pelicans next season. Yeah, well... I think he's handy. It'll be interesting to see how that develops. Yeah, just, he's, he's a big guard, and, you know, I think big guards are valuable. They can play defense. You know, you, you can sort of guard a few more positions than just a point, and particularly Devontae Graham not exactly being lights out on That's day. That's it. I think it's a good, good pickup. coverage. All right. Was this the worst US team since 2004? Are we talking just Olympics? Just Olympics. Um, just Olympics. Keep it Olympic related. In terms of talent, no. In terms of performance, probably. 
And I think it's both. Really? Well, hold on. I, I haven't. I haven't been so uninspired by you know the the, the quote unquote paper champs since the roster they rolled. Remind out. me again. And and not not in the beginning when they had like Beal and obviously Beal got COVID, so they were hurt a bit. But there was just a lot of guys on this team that are probably C to D graders. Yeah. Oh, I was just shocked. I don't know about that. <laughs> like the ones that got. All the minutes, like the almost majority of them, you know, you've got your um, your KDs, your Levines. They're, they're your A graders, right? Who, who do you reckon? Yeah, no argument. Who do you reckon are the lower ones? I just think you are missing, and perhaps it's, it's a bit of a, a the disease of you know who could have been on the team rather than who was actually on the team. But you you look around the NBA and guys who weren't picks like you know LeBron and an AD or someone like Trey Young, who obviously was available for selection, unlike those other two. Yeah, I would have loved to have seen Trey Young in the Olympics. I'm not going to lie. Oh, I was I was so shocked, and you know I felt for him because he I thought he deserved it. Yeah, as well. absolutely. Like, that playoff run with Atlanta was was amazing. He, like like we said in the um last week's episode, you know he's now the villain sort of aspect of the NBA, and it would have been. And I, I love yeah, that. I love it I as love well. It so and it would have been good to see you know villains and heroes combine to take down the world. It's like that sequel that yeah. no one asked for. Exactly. I don't even know what you're talking <laughs> about, but yeah, we'll run with that sequel. Uh, thoughts on the US? I was I was a bit nervous for them in the groups when they got knocked off by France. Early. I was very nervous. Yeah, and it would have been. I would. Um, I mean, I say nervous. I mean, it would have been catastrophic for the US, but I also would probably would have laughed. Oh. I would have been shocked. I would have loved it as well because it would have been great for Australia <laughs> from a, a biased position. Yeah. But, you know, guys on that team I thought were good. I thought Zach – I mean, this is obviously a bit of a Homer opinion, but Zach Levine was awesome. You know, shooting 60% and 45% from three, I thought he was, was quite good. Yeah. Um, Dame Lillard, would, would that freak you out, this tournament performance freak you out if you were someone who were looking to trade for Damien Lillard? I like to keep – international play sort of out of the equation, to be honest. Yep. Because- it, it is different. It's yeah, very it's different. A, it's, a, it's a different ball game. You know, it's actually harder for the NBA guys because they're adjusting to new rules, you know, as we alluded to earlier. But And the ball as well. There's a lot of chat about how these players were struggling to adjust yeah. to shooting this ball compared to the NBA ball. So, I, I, I would be- It would be a flag raised, but it wouldn't be a red flag necessarily. Yeah, that's fair. I agree. I mean, shooting 38% from the floor was pretty woeful. Yep. And in general, I, I just thought he was going to be, you know, Captain America leading this team. And without KD, they would have been in strife. Yeah, I reckon they would have been in serious strife. If, K- if KD wasn't there, I don't see them progressing as far as they did. Even Yeah, I think they'd probably make the top four regardless. Oh, yeah. Well, but- they make the top four on talent alone. Yeah, exactly. All right, moving on to France. I obviously thought France were going to win it. They were, they were your team. Um, that's not a secret. I just thought they played really good basketball. Mm. Well, the chemistry is always for show with teams like France. Yeah, they all know a lot, a lot of system guys who have played in a couple of tournaments. The thing I like about France as well is they've got point guards who are playing the point properly. Yeah. Like Nando DiColo was awesome. I thought he was really, really good. I think there's one, the one point you just mentioned, which is the big difference between USA and the other countries, is the players that know their role. With the US, yeah. everyone's the guy. 
And while it's like, oh, all these talents packed on one team, they don't know how to not be the guy. And that was always the problem with US. Do they overpass? Do they underpass? Teams like Australia, Australia pick teams apart just by flicking the ball around. France are the same, flick the ball around. And I think that gives them such a big advantage advantage being able to build your team through the years rather than what the US does, where they seem like they just assemble the Avengers every four years and, and, you know, hope there's no Thanos. Especially when team, like team, I'm not sure about other countries, but Australia's got a certain way they like to bring players up that go through academies and that sort of aspect. They've got the way that the Australian way and they try to put a lot of emphasis on being, you know, tough, the defense being a big priority now with the shooting becoming more of a priority. I think you'll see a lot of, Three and D Australians, they will be in the NBA for a long time in the future. And those guys just have so much value. You know, if you're a wing, you shoot the three ball, you can play some D. There's going to be a job for absolutely, you. especially if you said before yeah. you've got the length to cover three positions. You're, you've got a job for the rest of your life, not the rest of your life. Exactly, your career. you can't you can't teach height if you've got that as a you know as a characteristic. It's it's going to take you. Number far. one thing I got told as a kid by my coach was that sk- skill will fatigue during the game, but height doesn't get smaller. Exactly. And Wise words. Correct. And that was an under 10s coach, by the way. <laughs> Wise words I've lived by my entire life. <laughs> there you go. I thought Evan Fournier was excellent. Um, I was probably a bit lukewarm on the Knicks paying him all that cash until I watched the Olympics. And then I was sort of back on the, the don't Google experience. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I like Fournier. I reckon he's going he's gonna to help them out. Regardless, I mean his his twenty eight points against the US and the groups was was so massive yeah. for them. It just shows the talent. He really got gone. them over the line. Yeah, he doesn't. He's another one of those three and D guys. He was so disappointing in Boston last season. He obviously didn't pan out the way they thought he would. But on that Knicks team, I think he's going to be good. Um, I was pretty guarded for France again, as we said a bit earlier in the show. It was really the year if you were going to have a good tournament where you could knock off the US. They didn't do it. Um, I think they'll be kicking themselves. I think it'll be good, though. They'll have that in their back pocket, remembering how close they were. So come the FIBA World Cup, you know, last time US didn't do too well. So be, they'll have that in their mind as well, thinking, all right, this is our chance to knock them off again. And particularly with the Home Olympics in 2024, I think they've got to look at that as a huge chance. Yep. Um, moment of the tournament for me was that block by Nicholas Batum in the Slovenia Oh, that was game. huge. That was one of the great basketball sort of international moments. Yeah, absolutely. Didn't know he had that in him. That was fantastic. That and Bogut getting called for a foul when he shouldn't have. But we move. We move. We don't remember anything. We move. We move. And we're moving on to Grip B. Absolutely. We'll be right back in just a moment. Now on to Group B. You know, you've got like this is our group has. Biggest, the big Oz. Huge. Huge boys from down under with Italy, Germany and Nigeria. And when I first saw this group, I was thinking this is going to be quite the challenge. What about you? Uh, I thought we were going to walk it 3-0, get out of there, no worries. And we did. Mm. So happy days. <laughs> I mean, you are the man people call fortune teller. Uh, that's me. That's me looking to my crystal ball. No, uh, being serious, I was quite worried about Nigeria. I was so surprised they didn't that, get a win. They did very well that first game. I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah, I mean, when they topped the US the other day as well, I... I that's probably a bit of false confidence leading into the tournament um, for me on them, but I was shocked they finished bottom and, and winless as well. Yeah, that's that surprised me the most. You know, they got the highest of highs pre-tournament, and then they ended the lowest of lows. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't get better than that. 
uh, or worse rather than that. It doesn't get worse than that. But you know, ended up Australia, Italy, Germany, Nigeria. I thought it was going to be Australia, Nigeria, Italy, Germany. Really? Yeah. You don't agree? I, I always I, no. I thought Italy were going to come out on t- um, as the seconds. I always thought if, if there was anyone coming out on top, it was Australia or Italy. Which we happened to we beat them. Was it comfortably in the end? I can't quite remember. Uh, but it was anyway. It was a win nonetheless. Yeah. And um, I actually had Germany last. Yeah, I had Germany last as well. I if your best player is Mo Wagner, who isn't the go-to guy, he shouldn't be a he's, go-to. He's not guy. even the best brother in his family. <laughs> That's his problem. Look. Um, yeah, you're going to be in strife if he's your go-to guy. I remember watching this at the pub and thinking, what the hell are Germany doing? Oh, it feels but, like a long time since I've been in a pub. Bro, PTSD, don't talk about it. Not good at all. <laughs> but, no, nah, I think yeah, Germany definitely surprised me when they got on top of Nigeria. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. No, I agree with that. I mean, Nigeria's an interesting side going forward. I think they've got some good players. I was really impressed by Jordan Wara getting 21 points a game. You know, hit those seven threes against Germany with the 33 points in that game. So he was huge. Didn't get them the win, obviously, but I still thought he was good. I didn't realize how many Heat players that Nigeria had. Well, all former Heat players. Yeah, there you go. You know, I thought but- Precious had a, a disappointing tournament. Yeah. Um, yeah, such a, such a raw, big talent. Who you know? He's, he's just been acquired by Toronto. I actually think he's going to be a good NBA player, but only getting eight points and five rebounds, only playing eighteen minutes a game as well. well sort of gave me a bit of a question mark on whether that was fitness related because I, I definitely thought yeah. he was their best center. Yeah. So that's surprising. But, um, me. Yeah. Well, we look forward to seeing what he's got to, going to bring to Toronto in the future in the NBA. Absolutely, and, and um, Jordan Wara on the Bucks. I, I'm really interested to see if he can crack their wing rotation next season. It would- any help is help for a championship team. So hopefully he can show his worth that he can get some trustworthy minutes come playoff time. Yeah, he, he certainly did his stock, you know, favours during this tournament. So good on you, oh, Jordan. Absolutely. On your boy. Any any hot takes on, on what Germany did? No, uh, not really. I mean, as I said, I didn't expect much from Germany. So I think you might have a take or two from memory. Yeah, I you know, German-wise, I just thought a lot of their players didn't show up. You know, Lucas Wank only got one assist for the entire tournament, which was which was pretty disappointing. Absolutely. Um, you know, credit to them for beating Nigeria, but I thought they were just a pretty boring team. They obviously got smoked by Slovenia in the quarterfinals. Um, yeah. You know, and losing by 24 so. is, is stiff. So, yeah. unlucky Germany. I'm surprised, they even made, I'm surprised they even made the quarterfinals. But yeah, I mean, when, they, you, when you look at someone good. like the Czech Republic who... Finished third. They were a better team than Germany, I thought. Absolutely. Yeah, I think they would have done a bit better if they were in the same boat. Mm. Um, Agreed. Anyway, moving to moving to Italy. Yeah. And look, I, I said before, I think Italy were definitely the Yeah, the you're rivals. hot on Italy. I, I think, well, as I've seen a lot of Italy, like Gallinari, obviously, being OKC, but even before OKC. You know, How we know good this is guy's it to a- see Gallinari back properly after that ACL injury? We, we know he's a player. This dude is a player. Super he, underrated. He, I think, like, if you watch him play, it's just crazy to think how he just stands over guys and just shoots and just gets it every time. Yeah. I think it's ridiculous. I've never seen a player just stand still and just look at a guy in the eyes and go, nah, I'm nailing this on your head, boy, <laughs> and just pop it and get it. I love it. I'm all for this. Yeah, I, I'm a big Danilo fan, and 
you know, he was so good in the playoffs for the Hawks last season. You know, it's, yeah. it's really good to watch. It was nice to see him have a good tournament. Um, Absolutely. Simone Fontecchio getting 19.3 points a game was, was excellent as well. He was a real standout for Italy. Yeah. Absolutely. I think, um, to be honest, I was expecting a bit more from my boy Nico, which, you know, teammates with Josh Green for a while, but didn't. I thought he actually cost Italy a game against Australia, if I'm honest. I remember down in the clutch, he was, he shot a bit few too many threes and just was getting nothing but glass. Like, he just wasn't even in the ring. And His shots were way off. Like, not just missing, he, he was missing everything. Like, there's times where players try to do too much. It's one thing for them to try, but it's another thing for it to be so obvious they're trying to do too much. Yep. Yeah, and to me, when, when he started getting in the lane, started driving the key, he was lethal. Like, he's like, he was good inside in the paint. But mm. I think he's just got to realise at certain times cool for certain sort of shot selections and what he was doing wasn't it. Yeah, I mean, for the tournament, he only shot 22% from three. And I, I know he, he blew the Australia game, but in the quarterfinal against France, he shot one of ten. From the yep. floor. I mean, you, you can't do that in a, in a quarterfinal and win. You're not doing any damage with that. Yeah, and they only lost by nine, I think, as well. So, you know, it was, if he makes, you know, two or, or three or four of those shots, you know, they might have knocked out France, which would have been a huge scalp for them. Oh, it would have been one of the greatest upsets in a long time, I believe, yep. if they knocked out France. Big Nico, huge loser from this year's Olympics for me and you, by but the a, sounds of things. Yeah, but a big winner for these Olympics. Our boys from down under, Team Australia. What a tournament. I will remember what? this one for years. Oh, yeah. This is one for the grandchildren. Absolutely. Bring them on. Sit on my lucky young Timmy. We've got to talk about the time <laughs> when Paddy Mills became the best player in the world. Absolutely. Well, he always was. As soon as he puts on that Boomers jersey, he's the most lethal international player. He's up there with Hoodie Mellow for, like, specific versions of players you don't want to see in the gym. <laughs> oh, Absolutely. There's a few that come to mind like that, but that's a conversation for another day. Definitely. Um, first medal ever in an Olympics, bronze medal. Were, were you surprised Lyra. by that when, when you hear the stat? When you think of the teams we've had, I, I was pretty shocked. I, is it weird to say I didn't expect it, but I wasn't surprised. Um, yeah, no, I would I have that. thought, I think 2012, we were stiff not to get a medal. That's the one that comes to mind for me. Yeah. But we came up against... A USA team, which was, you know, that's comp- that team's compared to the Dream Team. So you're not really yeah. angry that we lost that. No. But thought Rio might have had a bit more of a charge. But no, I'm 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 so happy. I'm just gassed we finally got a medal. Yeah, and full credit to the boys. Um, you know, they they had a great tournament. You know, I think we're about to go in depth into what the squad achieved, but just so impressive. So, so impressive. Absolutely. Um well if if you want to kick us off with your men. My man. Um, i got to say, I thought Chris Golding had a bit of a shocker. See, the thing for me with Chris Golding, and I'm, I say I'm a Melbourne United fan, but I, I try to watch most games, but I don't watch that many. Yeah. The, he flatters the eye test so much. Hmm. Like, when you watch him play, you're thinking, you are the Australian Steph Curry. How are you not in the NBA? Yeah. But then you see stats like this, and you're like, well, that's why. Yeah, only shot 29% for the tournament, which is, is a I stinker. Thought, um, this is going to sound weird, but he was one of our best clutch shots. And the, what I mean by that is the way it was Reggie Miller descri- described it was like, 
not the clutch shot to win you the game, but the shots to keep you in the game. Yeah. And it I ma- can't remember matters which when game you it make was. Them. It matters when you. Yeah, make and them. when he like when we needed him, he came up mm-hmm. and he hit him. And to me, that's that speaks volumes more than that raw shooting number. Yeah, I think the big thing of Chris Golding for me is that I hold him in a really high regard. So when I see a stat like that, and just generally when I was watching him play, I know he hit a few big shots, but I thought he could have done a lot more for me. Is he the greatest NBL player of all time? He's certainly in the discussion. Absolutely. Absolutely up there. Another man who didn't really shoot that well, was not really known for shooting that well, was Matthew Delvadova, 20% from the tournament. Yeah. Do you reckon Delhi's done? I, from the NBA, yes. It'll be, yep. he's, in, he's at Melbourne United now. It'll be really good to see how he goes there. But yeah, I think, yeah. I think his level is NBL now. Um, yeah. I don't think he's got a higher ceiling than that again. I, Delhi's such a, a cult figure, and we all remember what he did on those Cavs teams. I, I thought it was a little bit, it's a little bit sad, like watching your heroes get old and, yeah. and sort of wither I away. Ser- he wasn't at the peak of his powers anymore. That was something that really jumped out at me. I seriously thought for a moment there that he was going to be the second best player on a championship team with LeBron. I really thought that he was going to carry them to that. Because <laughs> remember that one game? It was against Golden State, wasn't it? When they had Kyrie and Kyle out. Yeah. So Delhi stepped up and dropped like twenty six or something. Well, the, the, something the thing about like that, that is that's not that hot hot of a take. You know, he was yeah. incredible in those NBA finals, and it's just and just sad to see him playing at this level now. It's it's not yeah. the Delhi I want to remember. Well, the Delhi I remember is that Delhi, you know, and then he was de- he was literally in the hospital for dehydration, came out, played the next game. That's the Delhi I remember, just always constantly yeah. hustling, trying to play, such, trying such to make Australian. the right plays for the teams. Such so, such a team player, yeah. definite team first player, absolutely. And, that just you couldn't sum up Australia anymore yeah. as a basketball country. I reckon the complete inverse of Nico Mannion's tournament was Jock Landau. I thought oh. he was amazing. You know, a well-deserved two-year contract he's earned off the back of his Olympics with the Spurs. Absolutely, twenty twenty-one NBA NBL rather Grand Final MVP. He was just awesome. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see where his career goes. I believe there's only two real centers on the Spurs list, and he's the second one now. So it'll be really good to see what Pop can do with him and see where he goes going forward. Yeah, and I mean, Jock made such an impact in limited minutes as well. You know, getting 13 points a game on, on only 21 minutes is a pretty big effort. And his, his shooting surprised me greatly. He was he was much... His shooting stroke looks good. Like, I, I was talking to my mates about it. We were saying, if you're starting in my career on 2K, you want his jump shot. It is beautiful. He's got a it's very money. good-looking jump shot. Yeah, 100% so, agree. Especially for someone who plays his position, it's going to be more than valuable for him going into the future. Yeah, and, and you know, after watching that that NBA Finals run from from the Bucks and ultimately winning the championship, I thought Brook Lopez being able to play inside and out as a centre was was so yeah. important to what they're able to do. So yeah, absolutely good on you, Jock. Well done on on getting that deal. Well deserved. Yeah, and this leads on to my my next favourite Aussie big man. In, in Nick K. This, this is your guy, Nick K. I mean, you I, take it no. away. This is your boy. <laughs> Nick goddamn K is God's gift to the world. Nick K is, you know, a, fr- a friend of mine, Zach Passmore, I started on the trend earlier than I did, I'm going to be honest, but I followed it and I hear it absolutely. Yeah. I think Bogut said it best is what he does off the ball is just unreal. If you watch an offensive possession, Never once is he standing still. And it's such a big lesson for people coming up playing basketball as well. 
that you should always be moving because the, de- yeah, the defense has to pay attention to you. And it's that split second that adds up. The little split seconds add up to an open look. Absolutely. And, Absolutely. you know, he always, you know, you've seen it late in the shot clock where he comes, cuts into the lane, gets that little flippy floater, puts that in. You know, that's, that's what he does. And I think his little drop shots, banks, oh, he's just, he's just so good to watch, isn't he? Yeah. And it, you never want to wish injury or, or pain on someone, but, he was really a big winner when when Aaron Baines hurt his neck. Um, Absolutely. Obviously, you know, prayers and thoughts go out to, to Bainesy, who, you know, a lot of the talk's talking that he might miss the entire 21-22 NBA season at the moment with that neck injury. Um, yeah, and he was looking good for a bit in the NBA. Yeah, he was. He was. You know, he's a bit of a cult figure, getting a few Twitter pages made about him, which is, which is always good for the brand. But Nick Cave, <laughs> just being able to play those minutes, I thought he filled in really, really well, and he looked good. You know, he's your man, yeah. but you got to take some credit for, for doing some good scouting on that one. No, I'll take credit to him, mate. He, <laughs> he pointed me on it earlier, but no, nah, he's a great man. And someone, another name I want to mention first before we go into somebody else. Um, this man was, you know, he some ga- there were some games in the Olympics where you're like, oh, that might have cost us. But then there were games where, like, you have won us this game, and he should absolutely... Be not he should absolutely not be a free agent right now, and that's Dante Exum. Yeah, this was this was the reminder that Dante Exum can still play. Yeah, absolutely. I remember that fourth quarter he had. I can't remember which team it was, but he, he I think he scored like something with like eight or nine straight points, and I was like, "You've just won us this game yeah. on, off your own hand." Whenever I'm watching Exum, I always get really freaked out that we're about to see another injury. Yeah, I, I, a few times that actually happened yeah. in a lot of the games. Like when he got, oh, was it, what's his name? Just smashed him in the head. Um, Campazzo like hit him straight in the head and that should have been an unsports life. Facundo, my like, boy. No, we, we don't <laughs> bring up that name. No, I love um, Facundo. But, but Dante really, oh, it's just good to see him back, you know, knocking down corner threes, which is something he was criticised for, not being able to shoot. Yeah. He's, he's, he, if, if anyone showed that they deserve a contract, he showed it then and there. Absolutely. And, and you know, I hope he gets a good run at it health-wise because you know, what, what we saw in this tournament was an NBA player. Absolutely. And, you know, I think I think that's what we know he can be and that's what his ceiling is. And, you know, good wishes to him that he, that he gets on a, a, a team somewhere and, and can play some minutes because he can play. Absolutely, he can play. He can, he can give you very serviceable minutes in the season. Um Hopefully, bearing that he isn't injured, which we all hope the best that he was That's on. the big question, whether he can stay fit. And if he can, yeah. I, I think he'll be a good player. Matisse Thibault, what a he's player. He's my dad. What a player. <laughs> he is my dad. Matisse Thibault is <laughs> unreal. He can, have my, he can have my children even. Like, this man is so, so good. And, you know, it was like, oh, he, he's going for Team Australia. What do we think of that? But he he's just an Aussie through and through the way he plays. You, you can just tell. You know, he was just getting deflections left, right, center, getting the ball when he was just yamming on people. It's, oh, it just, he's so good. I tell you what, if the Clamps cast were entering a team for the next FIBA World Cup for the three on three basketball, <laughs> get him in. Pat Bev, Matisse Thibel, and we're still recruiting for the third player. So <laughs> please send your applications well, in. I, I, but he's a shoe in. Unfortunately, so scrappy. Unfortunately, we're not. We're not putting our name forward, unfortunately. Oh, that's news to this, me. We'll talk about that after the pod, I think. It's, it's obviously, uh, there's been some miscommunications there, but Matisse Thibault was just such a pest and he was so good. He's 
He's unreal. So good. Loved his um, tournament. Loved his tournament. But, but it also begs the question, because the big question in the NBA is, can you can you have Thibel and Simmons on the court together? Did we miss Ben Simmons? Yes, but not as much as maybe you think you do when you put it on paper. Yeah. Agreed on so, that front? or So I say we didn't miss him. I don't think we missed him, but I think when... Yeah, the problem for me I is mean, if we're going up against the US where we're definitely underdogs, I want the best five players I can get on the floor. And Simmons is, is playing power forward in that team. But from a team that I like to watch and the way they gel, they played really well without him. So I, yeah. I can definitely see your point. I if he if he played center, I could actually see him being valued. Which is a weird thing to say. But I think if he's playing the four even. Like, I just don't see it as value. Even if he's a centre that carries the ball, that's extreme value to this Aussie team. Yeah, I think as an Olympic five, he can play a bit of that. But I look at it and I think, you know, I know Nick Kay had an awesome tournament, but you put Simmons in that role and I think he would have been really good. Absolutely. Um, but we'll never get to see what that team would look like. Hopefully, you know, going forward, we get Simmons in the teams, uh, depending on what version of Simmons Australia actually gets, of course. That's that's another point yeah. entirely. We, we, we hear it all the time of him, you know, crashing out because he wants to work on himself and then he never actually improves. How many so videos we'll, we'll have you seen of Ben Simmons shooting half-court threes? Mate, in the I don't want to hear season? it. <laughs> I just don't want to hear it anymore. I've had enough. Yeah. I've really had enough. I've seen enough. I just click off when I say them in my feed now. I'm not interested. It doesn't matter if they go in now. It matters if they go in later. Josh Giddy, should he have gone instead of Sobey? Um, you already know what my answer to this is because we were talking about Nick K being my man. Sobey is my man. I Warnable boy. My dad's from Warnable, so I've got to have that connection. Matisse Thibault's from yeah. Warnable, is he? No, Nathan Sobey. Ah, well, you've got a few dads there. Good. Nothing wrong with two dads. Very good. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, absolutely. Gaze said it on one of the um, one of the games commentating. He said Sobey's camp was apparently unbelievable. Yeah, that was um, what the he chat showed was. up. Yeah, and he's dominated. So I, I I think Sobey was was good in the minutes he played. Sometimes he looked a bit. I wouldn't say he looked bad. He just didn't look confident. But when he did look confident. The rest of his game carried, and he actually did some positive things on the court. So, yeah. I understand the the reason that people have for wanting Giddy there. You know, the young talent, yep. bring him in. Yep. But ultimately, he had the draft, so I think he would love to have favoured that. And as an OKC fan, I want him to develop to be the, the next shorter flag bearer for the Australian Olympic team. Yeah, I think it's a pretty simple equation. So be was better for this Australian team right now. He fitted what we needed better. He had the great camp where he obviously outplayed Giddy. Um, you know, the, the flip side of that coin is the fact that Giddy, you know, the hope is that he can be an amazing NBA player. And if he does that, yeah. he's going to be a great Australian player. And, you know, the opportunity to, to take a, you know, 20-odd-year-old to a to an Olympics and, and get him that exposure, I think is good for their development. Um, yep. So I was disappointed to not see him there as a kid, but I think Australia ultimately did better as a result of it. So, you know, I see both sides of it. I would have taken him, but then again, you know, I can see why he wouldn't have. Did Josh Green deserve more minutes? Maybe. I haven't seen it. I don't really have a hot take on Josh Green. I just haven't seen it yet from Josh Green. 
I just remember when we blew a team out and we subbed him on for like the last three minutes and he scored like 10 points or something ridiculous. It was like just like opening the cage, letting letting the greyhounds run. It was him just going from the get-go and if he can sort of carry himself like that, I think he'll be he'll get regular minutes in no time. Yeah, I think it's easy to run the other team off the floor if you're blowing them out in the last three minutes so you haven't played all game. Yeah. Um, but to, to be fair, I, I trust this Australian team. I think they're making the right decisions and- you know, if they think he's not ready or, or not going to help the team win right now, then so be it. That's it. And with that, uh, well, I'm happy to move on to Group C. Group C. We'll be right back in just a moment. All right. And finally, on to Group C. We had Slovenia coming out on top, followed by Spain, Argentina, and then Japan. Any surprises for you? Uh not really any surprises in the two that came out. I think you would you would even argue Spain should have been number one. Well, the three that came out, because I believe Argentina also came out of this group. But yep, um, yeah, definitely surprised that Spain went on top. Understandably, Luca happened, so that's why they were on top. But yeah, and we've already chatted about yeah. Luca quite a bit. But that Slovenia team, I think you know. Outside of Luca was really surprisingly good. Yeah, I think if if their first Olympics is losing the bronze, you're in a good spot. Yeah, I mean you've got to remember it's a country of only two million people. Absolutely, it's, it's pretty extraordinary for them to, you know, come out and top Group C over a powerhouse like Spain, who are second in the world. Absolutely, it's an it's an it's a feat that shouldn't be overlooked. Yeah, massive effort, and you know. It was pretty easy to forget that Argentina got out of the groups when when they lost to Australia by about forty points. Yeah, that's it. So you know, don't come Monday. Um, <laughs> that's a pretty average performance. It is actually, but you know, we were worried there for a little bit until we just kind of ran away with it. Yeah, until we weren't um, <laughs> at all, and we were laughing. Uh, Japan finishing bottom was that a surprise? Not at all to me. No, I think they were there. Obviously, Olympics in Japan. Yeah. Um, but I thought, you know, that they, they have some talent on their team. Like, don't get us wrong. Um, but I just think, yeah, they weren't expected to do too much and that was the overall result. Yeah, I think they, they met expectations. You know, they've clearly got some good players there, although the numbers are a little bit deceiving when you look at their minutes played per game. So Rui Hachimura, I think he's going to be a really good player for the Wizards. Yeah. Um, it's going to be interesting to see his fit next to Kuzma. But he was fourth in points a game, getting 22. And Yuto Watanabe for the Raptors got 18 points a game as well. But the two of them were, you know, the two highest minutes played players in the comp, you yep. know, getting 37 minutes and, and 35 minutes a game respectively. So, you know, the per 36 numbers would look a bit different. Yeah, absolutely. But- um, so, you know, volume statistics are always a bit misleading. But, you know, I thought those guys had a good tournament for their country. You know, they played their, some fun basketball. And it's going to be interesting to see what Japan can produce yeah, going the, forward. the future of Japanese basketball is in their hands. It'll be really exactly. good to see the future of uh, Hachimura. I've always liked him. So, hopefully, he can come out and do some madness in the NBA. Yeah, I think that Wizards team, it's going to be interesting to see how they shake out. But, you know, Absolutely. whether they can keep Beal or not, I, I think that could be Rui's team. Yeah. He could do what Otto Porter was meant to do, but couldn't. Yeah, Otto Porter hasn't done much. <laughs> um, getting interesting to see him on those Warriors, but when people were gassing up the Otto Porter acquisition, I was I sitting want- there as a, as a Bulls fan going, I don't want to hear is it. everybody blind? <laughs> <laughs> Never forget that one shacked in a full play. He was just standing there. <laughs> oh, just Otto, just, 
Yeah. I don't have a lot of positive to say about Otto Porter. Otto, no. Sorry if you're listening, Otto. Um, Avid uh, listener. Yeah, Otto Porter loves the cast, especially after we've said all of this. Absolutely. Maybe he can be the third guy we run with on the 3 by 3 Clamps cast World Cup team. No, I'm not having it. He's... <laughs> I don't care if you're NBA, mate. I'd take Baba over you. Yeah, big Udai. Melbourne United's man, no longer, sadly. A big loss for the NBL. Hate to see him go. Yeah. On to Argentina. Um, I thought they went pretty much as I was expecting. Um, Pretty awesome to see Louis Scholar out there at age 41. Yeah. You know, getting in the top 10 for points a game. That was awesome. He's still just as smart as he is, like, Back then and now, he he scores mm, so yeah. eff- it, like he scores almost effortlessly just because he knows what to do. And it's so yeah, the, good. The to brain watch. has an age. The body yeah. might have. You know, it's so odd looking at him and not seeing that flowing. You know, yeah. shoulder length black hair oh, and the tie. Oh, beautiful man! Beautiful man! Never forget um, when Kobe ripped him <laughs> in his language. <laughs> oh god, that was funny. Um, unreal, unreal. But you know, looking a little grey like the rest of us these days, but. Pretty yeah. pretty awesome to see him. I know you're not hot on him, but my boy Facundo I thought was really good. Fresh off that Nuggets playing playoff run. Yeah, well I know you know he gets a lot of hate, he gets a lot of stick. Um not on this podcast. Well, yeah. You, this you is won't... a pro Facundo publication. <laughs> I'll I'll allow it. I'll keep my words to myself. But I think Good man. Good man. I think he he's definitely one of the, the standouts for that team. He helped them get to where they were and um he definitely should get the recognition he deserves. Yeah, I, th- I just thought he was really good on that Nuggets team as well. Um, underrated guy who's sort of floating around, a bit of a cult figure status as well. Your boy, Gabriel Deck of the Thunder. Did you watch a bit of him? Did see a little bit of him. Was was a, li- was a bit impressed about what I saw. Um, against, yeah. against Australia, it wasn't the greatest, but... No, uh, no, I don't think anyone from Argentina played well against <laughs> Australia. But when I, you lose by 40, you haven't played well. But overall, he had, he had a good Olympics. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, huge. I mean, that's that's all really that I've got on Argentina, if I'm honest. Spanish basketball. How are you feeling about Spain compared to when they came into the tournament? Shaky, very shaky. Now I'm, I'm worried about Spanish basketball. I'm wor- I'm worried. I don't know. I just don't know where to go. If they didn't, if they didn't have Rubio playing to the level he did, I think they could have lost to Argentina. I'll do you one better. They could not have even made it past the group stage. Absolutely. But, you know, the Gasol brothers were there and, my God, were they doing what they always do in that Spanish team. Yeah, but, I mean, Powell, age 41, only played, you know, 12 minutes a game. Marc Gasol, I was really surprised to only see him get trotted out for 18 minutes a game. Yeah. You know, he's still a big pace on that Lakers team, or at least they're counting on it. And i got to say, I, I really didn't think he played no, like he was going to be a big pace on a finals team. I don't think he's going to do that much this season, if I'm honest. Um, yeah. I think Agreed. he'll very much follow the footsteps of his brother. I think Mark's still got one more Olympics in him. I think Powell, that's, that's pretty much done. Yeah, I, I can't see Powell playing again. I know he's playing well for Barcelona. I think he's still there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I was, you know. I mean, I was a bit shocked to see him because it feels like Powell left the NBA years yeah, ago. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? But, um, but uh, he was disappointing. Uh, but for me, the the real one I was, I was shocked by was Mark. You know, age 36, you'd hope he'd still have that extra Olympics in him. But after watching that, I don't know. No, I reckon, well, I don't know. Who's going who's gonna to replace him? Well, you got Hernan Gomez behind them, um, freshly of Pelicans fame. But yeah. 
I mean, that's not a name that makes you jump up and down, is it? No, <laughs> I think I think it's 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 written in the stars for Mark to have that sort of send off that Scholar had. I hope so. I just I don't know if we're going to get it. Yeah. Um, particularly sort of with him being the bigger brother, carrying a bit more weight around. I think being a taller fella and a bigger fella, heavier fella, makes you sort of age a bit worse. So yeah. you know, I hope he comes back, but I wouldn't be surprised if we don't even see him at the, you know, twenty twenty three. Speaking of stars um, that are going to come back. Yeah. Luka Doncic. What a tournament. We've, we've spoken so much about him already um, on this cast, but he was just immense. He's he's a star. He, he's, there's just no two ways about it, is there? He's just absolutely, by far, the reason that Slovenia did so well. You know, you mentioned- going to be a really biased take, but I, I love it when you can watch a player and in real time you go, you know what, I'm looking at an all-time great here. Yeah, it's and it's so uncanny to have that this early. And exactly. I mean, the last time I felt like this, and like I don't think you'll agree with me, but when I was watching Derek Rose win his first MVP, no, I, I hear it because he won it so. That's young. how I felt. He was young. He was on that you know fifty, sixty win Bulls team. They're amazing. You know, playing at that level at, at twenty one, I just I thought we were seeing one of the greats of the game. Obviously, it didn't pan out that way. Yeah. Um, but I'm getting that feeling again with Luca. So fingers crossed we don't have a knee blowout. Yeah, well, that's like when Kobe had his last game. You know, that it's that, that sort of aura about you. Like it was the same day as the Warriors playing for their 73 win season. And I remember yeah. being in school, and absolutely no one was watching that. Everyone was watching Kobe, and that's sort absolutely. of the effect absolutely. that pe- like people like Luca will have on the NBA. I just hope- his box office. I just hope this time people will try not to compare him at all too early and just sit back and just enjoy the viewing. It's going to be really interesting to see if he has the running mate that people compare him to, you know, like some of the other greats have, or whether it's just him competing against history. Yeah, well, so far it seems to be, you know, the the direct comparison people make is Trey Young just because they were traded for each other on draft yeah, that's the that's the easy one to make. Yeah, and I think I don't... I've never seen a better trade for two teams than that. But I think he's, he's clear and cut the better player overall. Even though Trey went further in the in the playoffs, I think Luke is still the better player. Yeah, fully agree. Fully agree. I mean, I think if you put that Mavericks team out east, they would have done a lot better than the Hawks did in the end. I reckon if you put that Mavericks team out east, they're, they're going into the, um, into the conference finals. Yeah, I mean, Hawks ran Milwaukee pretty close. Yeah, they did um, actually. Wouldn't be surprised if Luca was able to get them over the line there, being yeah. the weaker conference. But we've chatted enough Luca today. I don't know if you can chat enough Luca. He's exceptional. Just can't get enough. Exactly. I mean, heartbreak for Slovenia losing to France in that semi on the on the game winning block. Did you yeah. watch that live? Uh I actually did. I stopped the game I was playing to watch it, and I, I was just, I felt I felt for him. You could just see the look on his face when he realised what had happened, and it was just yeah, it was heartbreaking. As someone who was backing France to go all the way, I got up and screamed with excitement. <laughs> um, I was so, you know, I've never been so hyped over Nicolas Batum since when he signed that huge contract in Charlotte. Um, even then, I don't think I got up and screamed, just to be fair. I've never been so but, hyped since Batum back at Portland got that five by five, and it was just such a rare thing. Yeah, that was huge. That was huge. No, it was just, it was, what, what a play. I mean, you know, mm. sorry, Slovenian fans, but that was, that was a hell of a play. And, you know, they were that close. To knocking off France and, and then, yeah, I'm not sure if they could have won the final. 
No. Um, particularly with Lucas sort of carrying that wrist thing he had. Yeah. I, I, they didn't I, talk about that that much at the time, but it looked really serious. It did, didn't it? But, yeah, I really don't think that. I think France would have definitely run US more than Slovenia would have. Yeah, and they did, to be fair. I yeah. thought France had it in the bag. Um, so I think that's probably the, the right result. Again, I just got to give a shout out to Mike Toby. I, I thought he was just immense. You know, he's a seven footer, only 26 years old, playing for Valencia. Just had an awesome tournament leading it in rebounds. I, yep. I just thought when I was watching it, this is going to sound like a dumb tag, but I was like, this is what I want Paul Zingas to be with Luca. I want him to really? be picking rolls. I want him to be able to shoot. I want him to go hard to the basket. Yeah. Just giving someone to help run that two man game. Um, I thought it was awesome. Yeah, well, I don't know much about you know, what Mike Toby's thinking of his future, but if he's trying to play for an NBA contract, he couldn't have done it any harm. No, that was an awesome effort. Absolutely. Any other nuggets for Group C? I think we've pretty much wrapped it up there. Yeah, I think that's Group C done. We've run through all the groups. That's our Olympics wrap-up, and now we're going to head over to do the cool wall. Absolutely. We'll see you guys there. See you there. All right. Now it's time to take a stroll and visit the cool wall. Mm, looking very juicy from last week. Yeah, so a reminder for those who are new to the pod or maybe those of you who have just forgotten, the cool wall is where we rate sneakers. We put them into grail, fire, not fire, or super not fire, depending on whether we like them or not. Uh, last week... We asked fans of the cast over on our Instagram, which if you don't follow that, make sure you head over and check it out. We asked you guys to rate what you thought of the Air Max More Up Tempo 96. It's pretty consensus fire. Did you agree with that one, Hop? Yeah, no, I definitely expected it to be there. If it, if it was anything below, I would actually be riding, I believe. Um, yes. it's, it's definitely more than deserved to be in the fire. Selection. Yeah, I think, I think it was pretty well put. I don't think it's quite a grail. Um, it's a little bit simple, but definitely a fire show. Yeah, absolutely. No question about it. So this week, for the fans, we're going to ask you to rate the Jordan Retro 5 Oreos. So a picture of those will be over on our Instagram. Make sure you head over, comment, like it, let us know what you think. I'm keen to see what the people think of this one. Yeah, so am I. I've really... Um, oh, yeah, we can't really share our thoughts before. No, nah, keep, keep that under wraps. Yeah, correct. But um, this this one will also be a let's see what our followers like sort of aspect. I like the vibe to it. It's good. Yeah, huge. I, I'm really keen to see what people think. Um, yeah, I agree. wonder if you'll surprise me. Yeah, well, as last week's episode told us, and very, we're going to be very surprised by a lot of selections that <laughs> will be on this wall. But you know what? It's it's exciting. I'm, I'm keen to start... Sh- Letting the wall grow. Hey, we love shoes, and I love talking about shoes too, so that's always great. Correct. And we love a large variety of shoes, which is what we've learned. Oh, yeah. It's, you know, we're all on the uh, various different points on the spectrum of, of loving shoes. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, whole baby, you want to hit us off with your nominee for the cool wall this week? Yes, right. So my nominee for this week is a pair of shoes that I actually just got my most recent pickup. Uh, oh, Really? Yeah, thanks to my friend uh, Rare Nike Air on Instagram. He hooked me up. Um, yeah, he got a pair of Air Max BW Premiums, the Olympics version. So this shoe for me is so, so hot. Uh, it's got the USA on the tongue. It's got the, uh, the flag at the back. It's just, it's just, to me, a shoe that looks... It's a simple design, but it just looks so clean. 
And if this is anything under fire, I will be fuming because I think I would even make the argument that this could be a grail. Hey, Hull. Hey, mate. I got one word for you. Oh, no. Grail. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. These first, are hot as. These are so hot. Yeah. I completely agree. This is, to me, this is first grail of the pod, as you've confirmed. I think. Yeah, she's in there. Yeah, absolutely. She, abs- I guess you could say it's a shoe in. <laughs> oh, no. That's dreadful. That is dreadful. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll see myself out. Um, but look. I just think you can't go wrong with this shoe. It just It's perfect for all the occasions, and um, there's a reason it's a grail. I'll tell you that much for free. Yeah, super shoe. The only concern I have is there's a bit too much like black on there for what I would normally like, but I, I really love it, Like especially with the red swoosh and, and the flag. It just It's just awesome. I, I, yeah. I back that. That's an awesome call from you. Yeah, I've, I've never thought I'd see the day where me and you would agree on a shoe, but it's it's come full swing. And I am nearly in tears, to be honest. I, this is the greatest day of my life. I, I'm happy for you. It's, it's always good to back a winner. I, I appreciate it. So that goes that goes straight on the grail. The first um, grail for the pod. That's huge. Yeah, I love it. I honestly, you, you could not have picked it. Oh, you probably could have picked a better shoe for the, for the first grail. <laughs> but you could, you could not have been a more suitable shoe for the grail selection. And very appropriate for our Olympics pod. Yeah, have a absolutely. pair of USA's in there as well. It, Love it. it. I, see, mate, this is this is what I do. All right, I just bring I just bring things together like that. Yeah, and that's what I've always known you as. It's, it's what you do. <laughs> you bring things together. That's, that's you, baby. I'm the Wi-Fi I connect thing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, after that, we're uh, we're on to Harry's shoe. So, as what are, what are you putting forward for this? Are we? Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, look, you threw me when you said that you've bought a pair of those Olympics this week because I also this week bought a pair of the shoes that I'm nominating. Yeah. So, also, if you're unfamiliar with those Olympics, there'll be a photo of them up on our Instagram. Um, let us know what you think as well. I think they're a grail. You think they're a grail. They're a grail, yeah. but, you know, if you're wrong, comment below. Um, Absolutely. I'm nominating the recently released Air Presto Watthers. I love them. Uh, they're super out there. Um, something a little bit funky, a little bit different. I feel like recently we've just seen a lot of like white base, you know, shoes like your Dunk or your Jordan 1s with a bit of color on top. I like these. They're so different. Always love to Presto. I think they're super comfortable. Um, for me, I think these are pretty fire. Thoughts? I'm just going to leave that in the open for a little bit. Oh, that's um, hanging. That's <coughs> hanging in the breeze. I, so, I, feel, so, I feel scared. So, you, you bought these shoes this week? I did. I did. Are you going to put them in the fire pit? I'm not. I love them. I think they're sick. So, the the only reason I'm not putting these in seriously not fire... The only? The, the only reason is because I like the fact that they're mismatched pairs. I think Mitch Matt... Mix and match shoes in general are severely underappreciated and underrated. Um, but oh, I just don't like how Features these- different details from 16 different OG releases of Prestos. That's pretty cool. I love but something that-, that celebrates a bit of history. It's a bit funky. It ticks a yeah. lot of boxes for me. Yeah, you know what? That, that is pretty cool. But I just think the contrast between the left and the right one is just not there. I, If you had given me the left shoe as a pair- 
I would have put him in fire. It's the right one for me with the lightning that doesn't get the job done. So you're I rolling like out with two left feet. That's you. Yeah. If, if, if you gave me two of those for left and right foot, that's a fire. But because of the other ones there, I'm going to have to put this. I, I believe this is seriously not fire. Uh, no, not seriously not fire. I'll oh, take my it. God. That, 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 that nearly hit me in the mouth. <laughs> just because you bought them recently, I'm going to help you out. I'm just going to say not fire. That hurts. That, I'm not going to pretend that that doesn't hurt. <laughs> Mate, welcome, welcome to the club. This is my feeling last week. <laughs> now, how the tables turn. The wow, we've table. gone from anointing the first grail shoe to me being told that a pair of shoes I've purchased this week <laughs> are not fire. It's been a roller coaster of emotions to end the show oh. here. Oh, God. I mean, look, it's not the best way to end the show, but hey, we can at least talk about the positives. We can talk about our first grail and we can talk about the shoe that's going to get voted in by everybody to see where it goes. There we go. Head over to our Instagram to have a look at the photos of the shoes we've talked about today, last week's one, and make sure to vote on our nominee for this week, the Jordan 5 Oreo. Beautiful. Sounds Beautiful good. show, whole baby. Have a great week, everyone. You too, everyone. Enjoy. See ya. See ya.